on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. All right, final hour of the show. We got uh, who's in, who's out. We'll do our football picks and uh, five, 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 ugly five all this hour. So stick it, <laughs> stick around right here on the Sports Bash 97.3. Stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Basically what the Rays told the Astros this series. Feel bad for uh, Altuve at all? Nope. Saw you tweet something last night. Yeah, I thought maybe he should have a buzzer on him that lets him know, hey, throw it to second. I mean, he did throw it to second. Threw but it maybe... to the right base. He just right. threw it short. I thought the shortstop could have helped him out. It was like seven feet too short. Yeah, I mean, come on, shortstop, make a play. You see what the first baseman Diaz did last night for the Rays? I mean, that guy short hopped him on a throw, and he bang, picked it. I was too busy watching Hunter Renfro make a bunch of different dives. Kiermaier made a great play. Man, that Rays team's fun. Their defense is fantastic. What's the re- the Renfro on Vegas for the Raiders? Yeah, there's a wide receiver. I was going to say, when I said that, I'm like, wait a second. Did I confuse it for the football? No, just, the Renfro. They're, they're both Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Renfro is a right fielder. Yeah, but so is Hunter Renfro on Vegas. Yeah, he's a slot receiver. So I'm like, wait a second. Did I combine the two, or are they both the same name? And I'm like, no, wait. They are both the same name. Yeah, Altuve gets that ground ball. Short hops. I thought the shortstop could have helped him out on that one. Probably. He a little bit. I mean, he's not a first baseman. I get it, but you got to help him out there. So do you struggling. feel bad for him? I do a little he's got bit. got the yips. I do a little bit. I do a little bit. You're watching the guy kind of, uh, what did they say last night? The thing, it's just like kind of happening to him, like boom. You feel bad for a guy who's just mentally maybe me breaking down right before your very eyes. I would if the circumstances were a little different. This is the Astros, and this is what they built. Yeah, well, the Astros are back this year. They're. I mean, they were never a bad team. They just had an edge, an edge that I thought was taken too far. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they lost Verlander this year, so we wouldn't we didn't see them at full strength for the playoff. Like that's a difference maker to have that pitcher in your rotation in a short. I mean, in a, in a playoff series where pitching is such a big deal, you know. Definitely, and I would have loved to. I would have loved to seen as much as I can't stand them. I would have loved to seen a Dodgers World Series against the the Astros. I just think it would have been such an insane storyline. Heading into things, but if I remember correctly, Justin Verlander in the World Series specifically, it's not like he has tremendous stats in that final World Series. Gets no, beat I mean, up a bit. It's like Kershaw; like you still want him on your oh, in your course. rotation. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm a Phillies fan. You know what? I don't want Verlander. His World Series stats haven't been good enough for me. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, they didn't have a great regular season. They had a lot of injuries this year. But I, I thought they mentioned something interesting last night about that the Rays don't need openers in this series. Did you hear that whole conversation? Yes, I did. About they use the opener. The reasoning behind the opener, people wonder, why do they do the opener? Why do they just not pitch a starter? And the whole point, analytically speaking, and I wonder at the Phillies fans, like, with this drive them nuts. They use an opener. Let's say the team they're playing is very left-handed dominant. Get through the lineup once. So they'll make that team not use their lefty hitters and bat right-handed batters, and then they'll switch their pitcher to bring a lefty in the game. So now they're stuck, all their, their hitters or a righty. It's more for a lefty, right? you would say. If their team has their left-handed batting lineup in there, you start a right-handed bullpen guy, and then you take them out in the second inning, and now all your left-handed batters are up there facing a left-handed pitcher. Right, and a lot of the times they want to just get through that lineup maybe one time, and then that's when they'll make the change. But, yeah, it's all just to kind of 
confuse the other team on what exactly to do with their lineup cards. And guess what? It's effective. I am all in on being grossly heavily into analytics because guess what? They are now and it's not working. So I just want them to be way better at it. I want them to take it to the next level. They're in the Phillies are so involved in analytics. So if they're in it, it's just, they're not doing it successfully. I want to be in it to the point where the Rays are in it, where you're doing it beautifully and you you have it down to a science. I want that. Let me ask you this. Where are the, e- the the Phillies, where on their roster gives us evidence that they utilize analytics? Well, I just think at the, at the point now where baseball is, everybody is using analytics. All right, but when I not. watch the Rays, I can understand, like, okay, they use an opener because they want to do that. They use this guy and that guy and this bullpen guy and there. They have guys on the team that the numbers might not jump off the page, but something. What Philly are you like... In the analytical age, what he does makes sense. The lineup, the lineup changes every single day. You don't really have a set lineup. Now, guys like Bryce Harper and, and Reese Hoskins solidified certain spots, but throughout the the days, you see so much change in that lineup and people batting here and there and YC in there and this. That's all just analytical based, and it comes down to a lot of matchup stuff, right? Like, why isn't Adam Hazley in there? Well, because against this guy, he can't figure it out. I think specifically, I forget who it was off the top of the rotation on one team, but Reese Hoskins, who was hitting a bunch of homers, he was on one of his hot stretches, whoever they were facing that night just creamed Reese Hoskins statistically, where even though Reese Hoskins was red hot, on fire, crushing homers, they sat him. They sat him and he did not play that day just because historically, it might have even been Scherzer. For some reason, Scherzer is the one that pops off my mind. They just sat him and didn't let him play and things of that nature that they go down that road. But it is not as intense as... Something like the Rays. But the Yankees, they're grossly involved in analytics, and they don't do things like the Rays except for in Game 2 where it backfired. Dodgers, same thing. All these teams use it. It's just not to the crazy level of the Rays. Yeah, I feel like when I'm watching the Rays play, it's them. I'm watching a team in a different league than what the Phillies are doing. Just all around... Everything they do is just on a different level than what the Phillies But you could argue that's almost, they're doing it at a different level than the entire league. Right? Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, the, the Astros were a team. I know everybody talks about them cheating, but they were a very high, uh, heavy analytical team. Right? I mean, that was a team that was very high involved analytics. Oakland is another one. Very analytical don't know a lot of their players, and somehow they're always good. Um, trying to think uh, who else. I mean, the Astros were really one of the, you know, the, the the Cubs were another one when Joe Madden was there. I don't know about if they're as heavy involved in it now. Yeah, they all are, though. Every team is. And I just looked up, by the way, Reese Hoskins versus Max Scherzer, a whopping zero five six batting average in 17 at-bats with 10 strikeouts. So it was Max Scherzer where... Reese was just crushing the ball. A bunch of home runs in a couple games in a row, and then here comes Max Scherzer. Nope, I don't even give you a chance. Do you like that, or do you not like that? I don't like it personally. I don't either, but that's the way they go these days. And I don't like – here's another thing I don't like. I understand the lefty-lefty, all right? You got a tough lefty on the mound, and I have a lefty batter. That might be the day that I give him a day off, all right? If you're telling me – there's a right-handed pitcher on the mound. I don't need to sit my right-handed bats against right-handed pitching. Like, the lefty-lefty is a tougher 
it's tougher for the lefty against a lefty pitcher because the lefty just has natural ball movement, you know, on his fastball and stuff. The, the, the left-handed uh, batters have just a tougher time with left-handed pitchers because of the movement. Right-handed batters face right-handed pitchers their whole lives. There's no distinct, like, change in, like, oh, my God, this guy's a tough righty. He's really – you don't need to sit your right-handed bats because there's a righty pitcher on. Like, most times, the lefty, they want to bring in a lefty to face a lefty. You're not like, man, I really need to get a righty out here to face it. I mean, yes, you would rather that the lefty – a lot of times, right-handed batters, because they see so few lefties growing up – now, in the majors, it's a little different – but most times a righty would say, I don't even like facing lefties because I don't see them all that often. You know what I mean? So, like, I hate when teams do all these things with a right-handed batter when a right-handed pitcher's on the mound. I don't think that's so necessary. I'm with you. I'm with you. But if I had an analytical team that I could rely on, here's the thing. When you watch the Rays make all these moves, we sit there and we don't double-guess a damn thing. Because we know that their system works. Whatever they're doing is getting the job done and things are getting accomplished. If you see the Yankees tried in Game 2, you question what is going on here. If you saw the Phillies try and make moves, you're thinking, why are they doing this? But if the Rays start doing these things, you almost just put your hands up and go, guess what, this is going to work. Because whatever system they're using to make sure that they go down this road... It's been effective, and it's wild. I want to be them. I enjoy the hell out of watching these guys no one never heard of, and they just win. They find ways to win. I want to go down the road of the race. If I'm John Middleton, it's simple. I find someone in that organization, whether it's Neander or anybody else, and I make them an offer that they can't refuse. I don't know how you would turn it down. If you can do what you can do now in the Rays organization with the payroll Matt Klintak was given— you can do triple what you're doing in Tampa. All right, well, combo them up. Who's in, who's out? By the way, Eagles injury report is uh, out right now. Did not participate. Sean Bradley, illness. Jamon Brown, illness. Fletcher Cox, personal. Marcus Epps, ribs. Lane Johnson, ankle. Hassan Ridgeway, illness. Duke Riley, rib. Darius Slay, concussion. Kayvon Wallace, neck. Limited. Deshaun Jackson, hamstring. Alshon Jeffrey, foot. Avante Maddox, ankle. Richard Rogers, neck. A lot of illness in there. How about Brown? I thought at some point he'd take over at right guard. And Matt Pryor's not playing well. Uh, Matt Pryor is not playing well. Most talked about that today during football at four. He's the one offensive lineman who's kind of struggled a bit. But Brown has been sick, I feel like, for a couple of weeks now. All right, Sports Bash Live. We got who's in, who's out on the other side. Plus, find five up to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. All right, it's time for uh, this week's edition of who's in and who's out. These are the uh, 14 teams that we think are going to make the NFL playoffs. It's brought to you by Comfort Now from Bob McAllister. Call Comfort Now for discounts and rebates on qualifying cooling and heating systems. Visit Bob and the Comfort Now team online at IWantComfortNow.com. All right, who's in, who's out? Because there was a game last night, we do uh, the who's in, who's out today so that uh, we could wait for all the games to get completed. Last night's game, we had... uh, Titans 42-16 over the uh, tennis, over the Buffalo Bills. So a tough one there uh, for Buffalo last night because we really thought, you know, fine five, ugly five. I think I had Buffalo in my fine five 
Might have to make a change on that when we do that coming up in just a minute. But uh, first, let's get into uh, this week's Find Five Ugly Five. Uh, excuse me, uh, who's in and who's out as we take a look at the teams that uh, we think will make the NFL playoffs this year. All right, who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? You got changes? Yes. All right. Did that game last night do uh, anything for your NFC, uh, your AFC East? It did not. I'm staying with the Bills. I originally started with the Patriots, got sucked into the Bills. While I was not excited with what they did, I'm not willing to give up on them just yet. I think that uh, if you saw Josh Allen after the game dapping up all the players on the bench, like, hey, it's all right. Let's see how they bounce back. The big bounce back game for them will will be the difference in how I feel about them moving forward. So I'll stick with the Bills. All right. Uh, I'm interested. I got the Bills as well. I agree. I thought that was tough with the COVID, although they got Kansas City this week. So it could be two straight losses for them. Or two two straight for Kansas City, maybe. Maybe. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Buffalo's got a tough one now after that loss. But I'll stick with Buffalo. Cam Newton's supposed to be back this week. Right. He's supposed to play. All right, we both like the Bills in the East. Let's go to the North. 4-0 Pittsburgh. 4-1 Baltimore. 4-1 Cleveland. You're a Cleveland'ster. Cleveland is not involved for me. But with the Steelers, I am starting to go in the direction that you started the season out with and saying, hold on a second, they're legit, but not yet when it comes to winning the division. I will stick with the Baltimore Ravens for now, but it is close. I got Baltimore. I was a Pittsburgh believer from the beginning, but I still like Baltimore a little better than I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has some... A little bit more holes in the defense than Baltimore does. I think Baltimore's offense. I think I trust Big Ben more than I would Lamar Jackson. Even though Lamar Jackson is unbelievable, he makes those plays. I think when it comes down to that quarterback play, as this continues to play out, Big Ben could be the difference maker in how we feel about these squats. I was one of the reasons I liked Pittsburgh to be back involved all season long. I think Big Ben is a huge addition to them. But I got Baltimore winning the North. All right, in the South, 4-0, 3-2. Two teams involved. Got to go Titans. Had them all year. Got to go Titans. Yeah, I started out with the Texans, but I made that. Ooh. Hey, maybe they, they still have a chance. <laughs> We're going with the Titans. And it's crazy. Ryan Tannehill, and I saw this because everything going on with the Jets, what's happening with Sam Darnold. If you're in a good situation... And you're, let's say you're not the most skilled quarterback in the world. Can the environment around you really be the difference in how you are viewed and how successful you can be? And I think Ryan Tannehill is the perfect example of a good organization building around, you know, it's around the running game, but he has his role and he executes it. Yeah, I got Tennessee all season long. Started with them, like that team a lot. Tannehill's been great. The running game's been uh, not as good as I, you know, as they were at the end of that playoff run last year, but you can't expect that every single game. And uh, good defense. All right, let's go to the West where Kansas City and the Raiders. Raiders beat Kansas City. They're a game apart. Still got to go with the Chiefs. Got to. Although we've been saying they haven't looked as dominant the last couple of weeks. It's almost as if, though, they're go. I can't believe I'm going down this road, but it seems like they are. Sort of like the Sixers, sort of like the Clippers. Let's get to the playoffs. Doesn't it seem like they kind of have that vibe right now? Get to the playoffs. Just get us to the playoffs. All right, three wild card teams. This is interesting. You got New England, got uh, Pittsburgh, got Cleveland, Indianapolis, the Raiders. You only get three. I got Colts, 
Steelers, Patriots. And right now, I don't have the Browns in. I'm keeping my eye on the Browns. Keeping my eye on them every week. They are still out, though, in my eyes. Pittsburgh, New England, Cleveland. So you're going out on Indianapolis. Out on Indianapolis. Disappointing loss. I feel like Indianapolis, I mean, they're calling for Brissett out there. I think the quarterback situation, Rivers, is just not what they were hoping for, I think. Defense, good. Um, Defense is solid. It is. They, they they racked up a lot on some bad teams. Cleveland's offense is pretty good. They got weapons. Now, their defense is eh. But I think, they, I think um, the coaching change is definitely being noticed there. Well, it took four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten attempts. How many attempts did it take? But they, it did seem like they picked one that actually seems to be working. Yeah, I'm going to go Cleveland over the Raiders and Indianapolis right now. NFC, the AFC is pretty weak. Definitely is. All right, NFC. NFC East. Everybody involved? Giants 0-5. Probably not involved. but No, uh, they're still involved, Gil. They're still involved. What do you got? Got the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton is going to take this Dallas Cowboys team for a nice 7-9 ride right to the playoffs. 6-10 ride right I to got, the playoffs. I got Dallas as well. That defense is so bad. It could come down to December 27th. Eagles. Is that one at the link or is that in Dallas? No, it's in Dallas. Ooh. Eagles, Cowboys, both teams with five wins. Who can get the six on that day? <laughs> Who can get the six on that day? That is so embarrassing. Uh, North, Packers 4-0, Bears 4-1. You know what? The Bears are very intriguing because it's like, how do they keep doing this? Obviously, when it comes to the division, though, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, they're playing phenomenal. And I think I saw a report about Devontae Adams just a couple uh, couple minutes ago or so. So keep an eye out on Devontae Adams. Uh, I got Green Bay as well. I didn't like them last year. like them a lot better this year. Defense is better this year. I think Rodgers is playing better this year. Feel, they feel more uh, comfortable in the uh, in the offense with Lafleur round two. South, three teams, three and two. Pretty underwhelmed of this division. It's competitive based off of their records, but I, I don't know what this Saints team really is right now. They pulled one out against Herbert. When it comes to the division, though, I'll go Tampa Bay. Not super impressed with them, though. Not gonna lie. You. No, I, I didn't like them on uh, Thursday night against the Bears. They lose that game. I was kind of eh, with them. Uh, I got Saints here. They're going to get Michael Thomas back. I think that's going to be a big change for them. Their defense is not very good, though. Can't and not having that home field advantage, I think, hurts a team like them. Big time. You can't be punching your teammates in the face either. By the way, can we admit that Malcolm Jenkins, while you know he's not a bum, but the Eagles made the right decision probably to move on from him? Uh, yeah. In terms of money, years. I think, I, you know, it's funny. When we had him on at the Super Bowl, we kind of went, went back and forth on it. Like, what do you do? Do you give the guy the money? I mean, he's getting older. I don't think you would have been in a horrendous spot if you did, but to let him go the way that they did also doesn't seem to be a horrendous move either. No. I'm not no. saying he's a bum They just didn't have a replacement. Right. That's well, Darius Slay was adding. Uh, we've been through the whole story before. But anyway, the West. This one's tough. Five and oh. Four and one, three and two, and the 49ers are two and three. Seattle. Come on, Russell Wilson. Although they're squeaking these wins out from behind, coming out late. DK Metcalf late, and their defense, as you mentioned, give up a lot of points. 
Still got to be Seattle, though. I like Seattle, but, man, I think the Rams are closing the gap there. They've only given up 90. Their defense is for real. I think if Seattle gets another injury, they might be in some trouble, especially if it's on that defensive side of the ball. DK Metcalf is pretty good. He's so good. John Clayton said yesterday he's uh, Calvin Johnson. It's a good comparison. He was on the board when J.J. Art. Never mind. Um, I got Seattle. Three wild cards wide open right now. Bears four and one. Uh, Bucks, Saints, Carolina three and two. Rams four and one. Arizona three and two. 49ers two and three. I got Rams, Saints, Bears. Wow. Yeah. BDG. Uh, now I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. That the Bears are some crazy team, but they just keep winning, and they're four and one at this point. So I don't know. I don't know how they keep continuing to do this, but they're doing it. Rams, Bucks. This one's like up in the air. Yeah. I mean, I really, I don't even have anything written down right now. I'm just like talking myself through this. Arizona. I like that team. You know, a couple disappointing losses. I said this before the season about Carolina, about how there's a team in that division that no one's talking about, and they might be the one. I love Bridgewater. I think Rule is a great coach. Great vibe down with that team. Great tight end. They're winning a lot of games without McCaffrey when they get him back. I like their defense. They're starting to come together. That Carolina team, I'm going to put him in right now. Wow. Colin Thompson, the great tight end. Yep. Yes, I am. I, I said it before, though. Before that season, I said, the Carolina team is the one team that people probably gonna, are not going to talk about. They got off to an 0-2 start. 1-3 straight. I like that Carolina team. They're a good team to bet on, too. They Bridgewater. Make- monster games. He's been putting up the points. Well, he, he had that run in Minnesota. Then he was huge when Drew Brees went down. And now he's doing it here at... He seems to do it wherever he goes. I like him. Yeah, I like me him too. a lot. All right, time uh, now for the Fine Five, Ugly Five. Five best, five worst teams in the NFL. Okay, five best, five worst teams in the NFL. So um, we'll start with the Ugly Five, number five worst team in the league. Texans. The Texans, I know they won the game. They're just a mess. When you're going through the motions that you're going through now with what's going on internally and J.J. Watt, your star, is screaming at your coach and it just becomes a nightmare. Internally, the issues, while you can do whatever you did last week, I just look at them and I think they have no identity as a team right now. They have no structure inside of their building. I don't know how you can be successful when that happens. So I have to look at the Texans as my five. There's a lot of candidates here. Some bad football teams in this league. I'm going Atlanta, number five. They've given up 161 points. They got the coach fired. Anytime you're in season, the coach gets fired. The GM got fired. The special teams coach got fired. There's all sorts of chaos with the Atlanta Falcons. They've lost five straight. They're a minus 39. They're 0-3 at home. Atlanta, fifth ugliest team in the league right now. My number four is Atlanta. And I mentioned this before. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. I do. I just feel like throughout his career, he's going to get looked down upon now based off everything. And the way that it's ending 
it's just so sour for someone who I believe that one time in, in this league, he was definitely one of the guys that can win you a ton of football games, and it just fell completely downhill, and who knows where the organization stands on him, considering the comments being made. Atlanta, firing the coach, making some moves. They are number four on my list. All right, I could really put it number four, like a combination of all the NFC teams, the NFC East teams, and just be like, they're all right there. Uh, and I know Washington beat Philadelphia, so you should really be like, well, Philly deserves But Washington is just, they've already changed quarterbacks. I mean, now you're starting to see, they can't score. 89 points they scored this year. They're a minus 53. They've lost four in a row. They've given up 142. You know, when you're going to Kyle Allen and you're trying to, you know, make those changes, they did have a good story with Alex Smith coming in, but we had Washington in early in the season, and I think you're seeing why. I know they beat Philadelphia. I get it. I think if Philly and Washington play 10 times, Philly will probably win seven. They just happen to lose that particular day. I think overall, though, the numbers bear. Washington's pretty bad. I'm with you, and that's why they're my number three. They are just a joke right now, and I wonder what Ron Rivera is thinking. Now, I know it takes a couple years to really have your fingerprints on a team. You don't just walk into a new organization and then, boom, it's like your team and it's your full identity. There's so much that has to happen, but I thought that there would be more fight out of the team. I thought Ron Rivera, a new voice, someone who is very respected, someone who's going through a lot internally himself, and, and that, that whole vibe can really rub off in the locker room, like, let's do this for the coach, and I just thought that it would have more of an impact on the fight of the of the Washington football team. It seems like that fight isn't there. It's just not there. So they're my number three. Uh, number three for me is Jacksonville. They jumped back into this list. They were at the top of my list when the season started. Then they got that win. Well, four weeks later, they haven't won again. They've given up 147 points. Um, you know, unfortunately, Minshew is just okay. Like, you want him to be good. He's just okay. The defense is horrible. They've given up 147 points. Jacksonville started my year. People thought they were tanking. They won that game. The shine of that win has kind of wore off a little bit for me. And now that you see them a little bit more, it's not a very good football team. Five games in, one and four. Number three in my ugly five. Number two, the New York Giants. Oh, and five. They stink. They don't know what they're doing. Joe Judge. I wonder if he makes them run after these games. After making those mistakes. Did you see when they played the Cowboys, they had that beautiful... Because he was a special teams coach when he was with New England, correct? Joe Judge? So uh, he, yeah. he had that play set up on a fake field goal or a fake punt where it was a touchdown play. They caught the Cowboys sleeping. Beautiful. And then one of their linemen lined up in the wrong spot. And it had to get called back and they kicked a field goal instead. Could you, I mean, I could only imagine how many times the team had to run because of that mistake. That was crucial. It was a field goal, not a punt. They ended up having to kick a field goal, but it would have been a touchdown. Did you see that specific play or no? Not ringing a bell. Okay. Well, whew. I can only imagine what that team was going through after that play. All right. Uh, I got the Giants and Jets two and one. Yes, the Jets are also number one. Yeah, the sure. Jets, uh, they, they might be one of the one. They might be one of the worst teams in the history of the Fine Five Ugly Five. Oh, and sixteen, possible. If they played the Eagles, they could have got a win. That's not right. 
Come on. Shame uh, on me. Ugly. It's horrible. All right, here we go. Find five. Five best teams in the NFL. Who are the five best teams? This is this is tough. Got any changes here? Yes. All right, number at, five. At five. Tennessee Titans. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. That was a convincing win yesterday, and I get it with the circumstances, but they look good. And it, it blows my mind with this quarterback who they paid a lot of money to, and at the time we were all thinking, that's kind of steep for a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Well, guess what? He works. He works in this system. It's effective. The defense. I like everything about the Tennessee Titans, especially the head coach. I got them at five. I like that. I like that. I like that. I got Pittsburgh, number five, undefeated. They sneak in at number five, finally. Look, I like their offense. They got weapons there. Love Roethlisberger. Good defense, even though they gave up 29. They've only given up 87 uh, points this year. Good, solid team. Good weapons. Deontay Johnson didn't do much against the Eagles, but he's pretty good. Claypool's now getting into the mix. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I heard a report that they're going to let him walk in the offseason, so... I don't know, but uh, I like that Pittsburgh team, number five. Number four, I have the Ravens. And number four, I have the Ravens right now. There's just something in me that I like Lamar Jackson. I just don't know. It feels as if it's going through the same path that it did last year, where this kid is special. He makes so many plays. I just don't know if he has that part to his game yet. That will take him over the top in postseason games, whether it's, you know, being able to throw the football better to some of his receivers. I just, I feel he's missing something still that would take him over the top. And I look at some of these quarterbacks who are above him in my fine five, and I think that's the difference in where I put the Ravens. So I have them at four right now. I got them at four as well, and that's where I had them a, a week ago. They're kind of hanging steady right there. Look, Jackson is going to be great in a lot of these games. He needs to step up in the biggest of big games. That's the one problem that they've had. They're very good defensively. You'll get a chance to see them on Sunday. And I think, uh, you know, if they're playing their best, you might see, like, you're watching the Rays right now and saying, man, the Phillies are way away from them. You might see something like that where you're playing the Ravens that day. Where you're like, man, you're not close to where that team is. I wonder what the 7,000 fans in the stands are going to think. <laughs> think about it. You're you're excited to get back into the link, and you know you're going up against the Ravens. I know a couple people trying to get tickets for the game. Does it go to... Season ticket holder. Right. Okay. Yeah. If you're a season ticket holder, they gave you a window that you've got to, like, try to uh, get in. But I feel that there's way more than 7,000 season ticket holders. So uh, you, it's a rush. Yeah, it's like, f- a, it's like a lot. You had, like, they give you, like, a lottery to go in, and then I think you, like, try to get in, and, like, I guess if they pick your number. Right. Okay. All right. Good luck to those people. Number three for me, Seattle. Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, the only thing holding them back is, you know, you talked about it before, the defense is allowing a lot of points, and it does seem like they have that come-from-behind mentality. Like, it seems like every game, and they talked about this on the broadcast, comes down to the wire with the squad at the goal line. But guess what? Every time that scenario happens, except for the, the one in the Super Bowl, of course, they seem to cash in and get the victory. So for me right now, because of how well Russell Wilson is playing with D.K. Metcalf, got to go Seattle. Yep, Seattle for me, but I'll tell you what, this thing could be flipped upside down in a week. I mean, the Rams keep playing well. If they, They're going to have to, like, hey, hey, what about us? You know what I mean? Like, somebody's going to start talking about the Rams. You're getting, you're, the NFC's got some depth. 
Uh, but I like Seattle. Their offense, their defense still needs a lot of work. I mean, their defense is bad. Real bad. It's not good. They got good linebackers, though. Touche. You know who's good? The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. That's why they're my number two. Aaron Rodgers is just playing phenomenal football. And I love the fact, and I brought this up last week, that he's out there with just this big old smile on his face as if he's playing backyard football. He's a different type of man, and I, I enjoy watching him play on that football field. He's, he's the guy. Everyone has like that one guy that they love watching more than others when your team's not playing. For me and Aaron Rodgers, when the Green Bay Packers are on, it's must-watch television for me. He's that one quarterback that I go to. It's like, I'm not missing Aaron Rodgers playing. I'm just not missing him play. I would think right now if you went to prop swap and tried to find Aaron Rodgers' MVP ticket, that'd be some good value there because, you know, we, we know he's never been an MVP guy. So, right now, he'd be my favorite. Over Kyler Murray. That died off a bit. Yeah, just I mean, a, Murray, yeah, yeah they're 3-2. Yeah. Five yeah. Uh, Packers, Rodgers has got to be in that conversation, too, for the MVP. I like that team more this year because their defense is a lot better than it was last season when I didn't really believe in them all that much. Plus, the Eagles went to Green Bay and beat that team. That didn't help, and I didn't think all that much of the Eagles last year. Uh, so I got Green Bay at number two with Aaron Rodgers kind of leading the way. And look, Aaron Rodgers, much like Wentz right now, no weapons. A lot of these guys hurt, and he's still chucking it around the yard. When he gets his guys back, he's only going to get better, you would think. Absolutely. Yep, Devontae Adams. Like I said, I, I saw a report talking about Devontae Adams and the update on his health. So hopefully for those fantasy owners out there, you know, some things are coming soon. So, yeah, so Adam Schefter, 30 minutes ago, after missing the past two two games, Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams was a full participant at practice on track for Sunday. They might see him this weekend. All right, number one, we all agree here, Chiefs. Yeah, but I think the gap is is getting a little closer. I almost flip-flopped them just to spice it up a bit, but I didn't. I'm not going to react to one game, but we'll see because the Bills, as you mentioned, playing the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, guess what? There's a lot of teams. Uh, Bills did not make my fine five. Cleveland, four and one. They're saying okay. Tennessee hasn't lost yet. They didn't make my fine five. Bears, four and one. They didn't get in my fine five. Rams, four and one. They didn't get in. Saints lead the division. Buccaneers, Panthers, all three and two. They didn't get in. A lot of good teams that didn't get in, but that could change. I didn't have the Steelers in mind, but I was tempted. Yeah, Steelers got in, uh, knocked. My other, my next team out would be Tennessee. Right, so we just flip-flopped our fives there. Yeah, I like Tennessee, but I like Steelers a little bit more because I like the quarterback a little bit more. Yeah, the Tannehill thing, it blows my mind, but it keeps working. Yeah, at Bears, I don't know what to think of. With uh, I thought Foles played horrible in the first half. Turned it around and played much better in the second half. But he's got to be more consistent. It seems fluky, the 4-1 and one start for the Bears. But when you start out 4-1, and one, you have some room here and there. If you do lose a game... Well, they, won, they won that game against the Falcons when they were down like 28-3. to three. Yeah. Well, that's like the Dallas Cowboys. Take that Atlanta Falcons win away. and Man, can you imagine? No, it's, it, it is interesting, though, because if the... Let's say the Dallas Cowboys had four wins right now. Let's say they were 4-1. and one. Do we feel differently about the Eagles? Because I feel we know how bad the division is. That keeps us engaged, thinking that, hey, hold on, like this division's so bad that even if it's so bad, we still have a chance. And that keeps us involved with the season more compared to if the Dallas Cowboys had four wins. What would the vibe be on this Eagles squad? I see what you're saying, that you'd because you'd be so far behind. Exactly. The only reason you're kind of like, 
okay, is because they're they're mathematically there. Correct. I think that we would look at this team and we would be we would be there's already people screaming for firings of Schwartz and things of that nature, but it would be intensified by five. 50. 500. 500. Yeah, no, if they were one and four and Dallas was four and one, you would be like, okay, you are so out of it. And you're like, you would almost be like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are already like, hey, this season's over. I don't believe in them. But the games on Sunday still have meaning. So it's like, hey, it's football. There's meaningful football game. Even if it's a, to, to get to the sixth win and that sixth win would win you the division, you're still watching a game that counts and has some meaning. It's not like you're the Jets and the season's already over. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who do the Cowboys play this weekend? Cardinals. Yeah, that's so a let's, uh, Well, I was just going to say, let's say the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose, but I don't really think that is in the cards, considering they play the Ravens. Uh, oh, you don't think? Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, okay, let's well, say the Dallas Eagles is a play. home dog this week, though. Yeah. Well, so are the Eagles by seven and a half. Yeah. Dallas is two and a half doggy dog. You like the Cardinals in that game? Not sure yet, but... It's hard to tell. Cardinals are so erratic. Yeah. I mean, I said at the beginning of the season, I like that team, but I was very disappointed losing to Detroit. Here's Detroit's a, terrible. Here's a scenario for you. Eagles fire Jim Schwartz. Dallas Cowboys hire Jim Schwartz. Oh, in the season? No, 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 no. Next year. Um, uh, Probably. I wouldn't be shocked. Be funny. Mike Nolan's going to be gone. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Exactly. All right, we'll do uh, tonight's five sports pass brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Find out what Rocket Mortgage can do for you. All right, sports pass 97.3 ESPN. The five is coming up. Plus, it's uh, another chance at $10,000 sports bash cash at 55 after the hour. This is the radio home for Philadelphia Eagles football. This Sunday, the Eagles host the ball. Number five will always love you. All right, here we go. It's time for five questions. Getting ready to wrap up today's show. What do we got? Do the Braves close it out? Glass now, cranky. Uh, I got raised tonight. Glassdale closes it out. Six and a half strikeouts in a win. I already put the bet in. I'm going Glassdale, seven Ks, and a dub. Over, under, eight and a half runs is the total for the I game. go under. Go under. That series has been a lot of unders. Under, under, under. Raised staff. By the way, we had a couple texts about our raised conversation uh, while we're on that. It says, I think it's easy for the Rays to make changes because they don't have high-paid superstars that need to be on the field because they have such huge contracts. Imagine pinch hitting for Stanton, Judge, or Harper because of analytics. But I don't think that you would ever need to pinch hit for Stanton. Like, what would you want that Stanton can't provide in today's era of baseball? It gives you the home runs. Analytics tell you one home runs, right? So, would you Well, ever... Harper, the only thing, I guess, if there's a tough lefty, somebody brings that lefty in, like Adrolis Chapman's on the mound, lefty. The Rays might have their best hitter, Lau, is lefty. You might take him out of the game. Speaking of Lau, do you think he hits a homer tonight? No, he's really struggling. Yeah, I didn't, And I didn't they know. brought that up last night about how bad he's struggling. I didn't think if that would be the night maybe you think he pops out of it. By the way, I got another Rays. I feel like the Rays do good because no one knows them. The players have no true scouting reports. Not a lengthy scouting report anyway. It's like how teams couldn't get Bohm out. 
It's the same with the raised pitchers. Opposing hitters don't have a scouting report on them. Who are these guys? Well, now there's enough film on these players when you go into the playoffs. Yeah, there's enough advanced scouting Definitely. for uh, playoff stuff. Yeah, the, the, the thing about the pinch hitting, though, is interesting. I just don't think that you would ever take out a st- I don't think that would be the right move no matter the anal- – these guys are good players that you're mentioning, right? So why would you be taking out a Bryce Harper in a big situation? That's the guy you want up in that situation. Yeah. I get their point, though, is like they don't have guys that are – I think it's more – I think his example is not a good one. His example should have been more – not Harper. It should be more like Reese Hoskins or um, Gene Segura. Or yeah, like okay, a, a middle of the road player, not your superstars. The Rays, middle of the road players, they're all like on equal footing. So you take them out of the game, they don't have attitudes, they don't or, or egos, I should say. They all get paid low amount of money. They don't feel like hey, you're taking me out. I'm making eighteen million bucks for some guy making seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it's just a bad teammate right there, if that was the case. Oh. College football tonight. Like it. Coastal Carolina, dogs, nine and a half points. Do you take them, or are you like Louisiana Lafayette? Um, Minus nine and a half. Mm, that, I don't know that I can help you out. But if you go to A. DeCecco NFL, he's got a breakdown on that game. And I'll tell you, a couple prospects in that game, according to DeCecco. Running back C.J. Marble. Tight end Isaiah Likely. Defensive tackle C.J. Brewer. Defensive end Taron Jackson. Linebacker Teddy Gallagher. They're the uh, Coastal Carolina guys. And for uh, University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Quarterback Levi Lewis. Running back Elijah Mitchell. Running back Trey Regis. Linebacker Farad Gardner. Maybe he can replace uh, Nate Gary. Cornerback Eric Garan. They're your guys to watch in the game tonight. And Emery Hunt, who's been a frequent guest of game night, he says for the Raging Cajuns, offensive lineman Kenny Marks Jr. needs to be on that list. Very underrated, he said. There you go. So, so if you watch you... that game tonight, remember those names. Based off of those possible NFL prospects, who do you like here tonight? I'm going to go Louisiana Raging Cajuns because on that prospect list was a quarterback, two running backs, the skill position player, the quarterback on that list. Where the other side, though, had a D-tackle, a D-end, and a linebacker. Sounds like a good matchup. Maybe I talked myself into watching that game. Oh, yeah? Over Braves-Dodgers? Uh, Braves-Dodgers I don't have a lot of interest in. Really? Nah. What do you think happens tonight? Who's pitching tonight? Uh, Kyle Wright for the Braves, and who is on the bump for the Dodgers? It's a shame that Clayton Kershaw is not on the bump. It's uh, He's pitching tomorrow, right? Oh, man. Kershaw? It's uh, oh uh, Urias. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I like the Dodgers tonight. Dodgers. Yeah. Right, we'll go with the Dodgers. Was that a question or was that just a pass? I'll, th- I'll throw it in there. Sure. Why not? Freddie Freeman. Over under one and a half hits. Uh, I'll go under. I think the Dodgers win. Although, um, probably the over under is nine and a half in that one. Glass now, Grinky. Ooh, I didn't know Grinky was going for the You're Astros. You're out on the Braves Dodgers series, huh? <laughs> the ending of last night's game was crazy. Yeah, had a chance for the Dodgers there late. Braves yeah. up big. Woo. I didn't know Grinky's going. Does that move the needle for you? Yeah, glass now, Grinky. It's got to be good. I didn't realize, though, that Grinky was going when I put the bet in. Glass now, six and a half, and the win. I still like it, though. Grinky's good. You, you would think. I don't want to make you double-guess your bet here, but you would think the Astros are due for one win, right? You would, but here's the problem. 
their lineup has gone ice cold. And the Rays pitching. Dirty. Aaron Loop. Uh, John Curtis. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. Aaron Loop is going to win a World Series.